0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, September 18th, 2019, season 15, episode number 46. Welcome to another edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. It uh, is Wednesday. The Cowboys are heading into their next game against the Miami Dolphins. We're going to talk about the Dolphins a little bit. Uh, But I think there are other things we'll probably want to talk about a little bit more. Dave has his scouting report on the Dolphins offense, how that matches up with the Cowboys defense. Uh, And we'll talk a little bit about some injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys and how much that may affect this unit, even against a team that you would think they should be able to beat. We'll talk about how maybe those matchups work. Uh, and then if we have some time, we'll get to some questions. I know you guys have been sending me questions throughout the morning, so we'll try to get some of your questions answered here in the second and third segments of the show. How's everybody feeling this Good, morning? good. Great. Perfect. <laughs> let's jump right in. Uh, let's first talk about one taco. Taco Charlton uh, was not at practice today. Uh, I think we kind of confirmed that he was not there. What does that mean at this point? Because the Cowboys have to make a move today by 3 p.m. Uh, to add Robert Quinn officially to the roster. What does that mean?
2: He's not going to be on this team anymore, from what it sounds like, and they're trying to trade him if they can. If they don't, I think they'll just let him go.
3: That's yeah, it. well said. I it, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, just like everything else, with it, it's just murky. I don't know. Like, he's not here. Jason Garrett didn't say anything about him not being here, but he's—they're out at practice right now, and he's not there, so it's pretty easy to connect those dots, even if we don't have any word from the team officially. It was frustrating.
2: I get—you know—we kind of heard that, and frustrated, hoping that maybe Jason would just say it then, and he didn't, but. I mean, if they're trying to trade him, and, they right. got, they're and trying, that's, that makes sense. That's,
3: that would be the, the main reason why they wouldn't be saying anything is if they can get something for him, which if they could, I feel like they would have done it by now. So the, the, I don't know where this is going, but it certainly doesn't look like he's going to be on the team after today.
0: I would think that there are teams out there that may be starved for a defensive end that don't necessarily think they want to risk the possibility of having to go him get through waivers. I mean, he is a former first round pick. If there were play if there were teams that that liked him going into the draft. Maybe they didn't like him as high as the Cowboys did, but maybe they liked him going into the draft. You know, Cowboys do it all the time. They take these guys that other teams kind of cast off and they say, "You know, I think with our coaches, with our system, kind of we saw something that thinking? we like." You know the the team that first came to mind for me was a team like the Giants. It's a totally young team. They don't really have a dominant pass rusher. Not that he's necessarily going to step in and be that. But that's the kind of team, to me, that might take a chance and say, hey, let's bring this guy in. Let's see if we put him in our environment, put him in our our program, if we can get the potential out of him that at least somebody thought he could play. Bill Parcells used to always talk about that. Like, if a guy gets drafted high, somebody thought he could play at some point. So is there a chance that you can maybe get something for him? And would one of those teams maybe be willing to step up and say, "Okay, here, take a seventh-round pick. We're going to take bring him in and just see what we can do with him."
3: Yeah, yeah, it's totally possible, and that's probably what's happening right now. Is the Cowboys are trying to find a, somebody who's willing to do that. You know, the interesting part too
2: is that I don't know what the agent's role is on this because the agent probably doesn't really want to shop him around to try to get a trade because they'd rather just pick where they want to go. You know. As opposed to you know somebody saying well we'll trade for him's like well he doesn't really want to go there you know what I
0: mean other than if if someone picks him up off waivers
2: through a trade thing. or
0: through waivers yeah. or trade then they take the contract he still gets the money that's on that contract if he doesn't and he's a free agent does he get met less does a team yeah. offer him less it's a team willing to give him what he already has been yeah. given from that contract so that would be a reason why maybe the agent is pushing to to maybe get a trade well, and keep that money. Right?
2: Yeah, but if you get claimed, you get claim your contract gets right. claimed. So unless you clear waivers and
0: then My point is either way, yeah. the agent probably wants either him to be claimed or him traded, to be traded right. rather than him being just outright released because you might not get that money. Was it Noah released.
2: Spence, wasn't he like a high second round pick? Yeah. From a few years ago, and he was yeah. just signed by the Redskins. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think teams will look at it and go, you know, let's let's take a chance on him, you know. But like you said, if someone was starving for defensive end, I mean, just like in anything, if you were starving, one taco is not going to get it done. I mean, that's that's just the fact.
0: I was wondering how that was really good. that was really how good.
2: You but if you're starving, you'll take it because you're starving. But you really hope there's like a you know combo
0: plan. You don't or want something. a taquito, right? You need a you need a full burrito, like full burrito, everything.
3: Yeah,
2: it's just, it's These jokes are <laughs> endless here.
0: Well, they're about to come to an end, I think, but go ahead.
3: And it's just, it's a frustrating thing to have to cover. I'm sure fans are tired of hearing about it. Yeah. I'm it's tired a good
0: of good team and this like we're talking about
3: yeah. number
2: 54 on the roster.
3: Right. And and pl- you know, pl- there like it's been going on for 2 weeks without a whole lot in the way of clarity on either side and I'm just ready for it to not
0: be a story anymore. Yeah. I hope. I wish the best for him if he's not going to be on this team. Have I mean, no
3: ill will toward him as a person whatsoever.
0: I don't think he's a bad person. I think this just wasn't a good fit for him or for the team. Personally, well,
2: he's not. I don't say he's a bad person at all, but I think he's. I think his. Uh, I think maturity was was an issue here Maybe. a little bit, especially when it comes to, you know, just like what does it mean to be a part of the team? And you know, I I know he was frustrated, obviously, you know, and he, but. He he never really when you don't live up to first round expectations I mean it's tough and, and he, they're there and he showed that in one of those games uh, one of those preseason games I guess it was San Francisco and I think we were all standing there and listening and we took had different takes on it but I I just thought right there by listening to it that it, it was going to be hard This going to be and it's not going to end well because it just just his mindset right there didn't seem like a guy that was hungry. To me, it was kind of like I, it is what it is, and I've, I'm okay with it. You, you guys kind of took it differently, but that's okay. It's sad.
4: I mean, yeah, he, you had a sad face. You're like, oh. well, you know, I've <laughs> hey taco. since training camp, I've been the one saying, okay, he was playing. That was a disappointment or embarrassment or whatever. Okay, that. I did, some, did. say she did something say similar to that. But again, it, it's at the time. Now I just feel bad. Now that I kind of understand the situation a little better. He's a, he's a really cool dude. He's a nice guy, but it all comes down to his personality. It just doesn't fit what Rot Marinelli is about. It doesn't fit the guys around him. And when you have that, it creates problems. And then you're not going to be happy. And just be, walking around unhappy is just going to be bring more negativity around you. And I was asking around and trying to figure out, okay, do you guys regret this decision of – Picking him in the first round, and it came down to like, no, we w- if we went back, we would have done exactly the same thing because everybody in the room agreed at the time. This is what we're, this is the highest guy that we have on here, and who is available at this point, and he fits what we're trying to get. And what we need at the time. So sometimes it just works out, sometimes it doesn't. They've gotten really, really lucky with like second round picks, third round pick, even fourth round picks. So for those people that get on Twitter and start saying, Oh, what a waste of a t first round pick, you know, some work, some don't. So it's, it is what it is. Yeah,
3: Which that is way draft go. You're not gonna be hundred percent in the draft. And this team has been so, so good through the draft over the last five years that it would be silly to try to harp on this but assuming taco's time with this team is done it's gonna look mystifying like just because it's it's such a it's such an outlier like not only you know he never tapped into the talent to justify being the 28th overall pick and everything we're you know he's he's in the doghouse his personality kind of clashes with the coaching staff and his teammates well that doesn't sound like the mindset of the guys that they have spent high picks on in the past. Right. Like you, you know, the, the whole right kind of guy thing, you know, line one is like, and I don't want to accuse taco of not loving football, but like, that's the way these lofty picks have been wired to where there's like no question about what they're about. Like you've never, even, even Zeke, who's had his share of problems, Anybody you talk to in the organization will be like, that dude is like, he's all business when he's inside those four walls. Like, you never question his commitment. You've never heard anything about him being a bad teammate or a bad football guy. And and you have heard whispers and, and talk about that when it comes to Taco, which so not only the on field aspect of it, but the personality aspect of it, like none of it sounds like it meshes with what they've done.
0: Right. But the problem with that is you never know what you're going to get until you get the guy in the building and the people that they were talking to. And again, the, the stuff that's on the street, that's one thing. The stuff that they get when they talk directly to people who are connected to him, who have been around him for years. All of that information is, I'm sure, what they factor in to decide what they think a person's, a player's makeup is, their mental makeup, how they view football, what they, what they value, right? And and so all you can do really is go by those things and make your best determination sure. of, and best prediction of what you think that player will be, and then you get them in the building and you may find out there's something Which, different.
3: I get, and and you're absolutely right, but they haven't been wrong very often,
0: right? In and the that's last why five years, change, and that's why I go back to what Amber said. And I kind of think, like, don't... I saw this morning uh, Dane Bruegler, a guy that's worked with us. Uh, he was talking about this, and he was like, you know, I think after this maybe the Cowboys reevaluate how they look at this because they, they, they actually passed up on T.J. Watt because it wasn't as much of a, a as good a fit for what they were trying to do. Um, and my thought was, I don't know that you, you've you been so successful. You don't let one situation that didn't work out for you necessarily make you change your process. If you, if you have a good process and you're doing well, and they have done really well in the draft, I think you stick with your process. Maybe you give it a second thought like, hey, what did we get wrong on this one? And you rethink how that yeah. worked. But for the most part, I think they still kind of go the same way that they've been going and and just say that, hey, there are going to be some times you just don't win in the draft. There's, there's absolutely no reason to call the way they do the
3: draft into question over this when right. you look at the wild success they've had everywhere else. But – It just looks mystifying compared to how good they've been everywhere else. Like it's, you know, the sore thumb. I mean, it's circle it in bright red, like, whoa. Yeah. That is way below the standard that they've set everywhere else. Yeah, and this this really isn't the first
2: time that a, a first-round pick has, has played like this for three years. It's just one of the first times that they, they've said, you know what, like Jason Garrett doesn't have a contract for next year, so why, what do I care about the future and how these drafts look? I mean, let's get the best 53 guys out there and the best 46 guys. And, you know, if he's a first-round pick, oh, just well. He's making that call, though. I mean, uh, uh, both of them, probably. I mean, but Jason's making the call for who's playing. Right. So, and then and then they're making the call for, you know. I, mean, I just think that the philosophy change is, like, I, we don't really care where you were drafted. And, and we saw that with some of the drafts this year. You know, they cut the fifth-round pick, Mike Jackson, because he didn't do anything. And they cut Taco. They gave him a few years, but he hasn't done anything. So, Dorrance Armstrong is better. Kerry Hyder is better. And Joe Jackson was better. So, I mean, I, I just think that before, though, they used to not do that. More politics got involved. Now it's not, not as much, which is – that's refreshing.
0: It's also a sign of a lot more talent on the team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, you don't have to do that as much. You, It's harder to make this team. It's harder to make the 46. It's harder yeah. to be a starter because you got a lot of talent in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into the Miami offense. Dave's going to give us a scouting report. Uh, then we'll get to some questions. You guys can hit me on on Twitter, at Derek Eagleton. We'll also take calls, 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. This
1: is the break. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team.
0: Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just $10 with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. This place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East Riders, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green
4: Bay Packers and more.
1: It works his way through and walks the dog.
4: Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First
1: and goal, quarterback sneak, Prescott pushes up the middle,
4: touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today.
1: Back to the
0: break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We were uh, we're talking a little bit about the uh, taco, but we're going to get into the Miami Dolphins offense. Uh, Dave, you did a scouting report on them. Yeah. Tell me what you found. You know, it would be easy to make jokes.
3: And, uh, you know, we can. And you're if a you jokester. I am. You're good at telling but, hey, jokes.
4: Hey, people make jokes about the Cowboys all the time. I'm so going, just go for
3: it. I'm going to tell you what I, I watched both of their games. The Offense, I'll watch defense tonight. I watched both of their games, and, yeah, it looks really bad. Like, there's no way around it. But, you know, they pay these guys, too, so you never know. Um, they're 32nd in the league in total offense with 192
0: yards per game. They're mm. not even cracking 200 yards. Uh, I, heard, I heard that last week they didn't. Get, they were at 38 yards total yards in the fourth quarter of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh my gosh. 160 pass yards per game. That's 30th, 30, 30, 30, give or take rush yards per game. They've they're scoring five points per game because they scored ten against Baltimore and none against New England. Um, mm. It's 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 not good. Um, their offensive <laughs> line is a who's who of guys I've never heard of before. Laramie Tunsil no longer plays there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you all know who he is. Which. As of right now, uh, we're not hundred percent sure if it'll even be FitzMagic. It might be Josh Rosen who they traded for in the offseason. I actually I like their running backs. Like not like yeah, they're not insanely like you you know, you probably don't want either one of them like starting for you, maybe, but Kenyon Drake is a fun kind of do everything guy. I remember really liking Kalen Bailage coming out of Arizona State. He's 6'2", 230, kind of a bulldozer guy. Mm. Um How about his stats, though? Oh, I mean, well, no, no, none of the none, nobody's stats on this team are good. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, but his stats,
2: I think, are I think
3: he's had five carries this year for nine yards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I'm not, might be nine for five. I'm not trying to paint this (laughs) guy. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to paint either player as a great player, but like, this offensive line is is trash. We're going to get into it. You know, it's, it's awful. It's really bad. Uh, Devonte Parker, who you would call a disappointing first-round pick, Albert Wilson, who I believe
0: spent time with. Can Washington. Can you call him a disappointment? Because he, yes. he, but the reason why yes. I say that, the reason why I say that is because I think he's had some some seasons where he was obviously much better than he is right now. But can you also, I mean, it, he hasn't had a good quarterback. When, when has he had a quarterback that was worth anything?
3: I mean, they bought enough of Tannehill to pay him, so that's on yeah, them. We if all wasn't know he was a good quarterback. We
0: all know where's Tannehill hey. now. I mean. Who's who who's he's. thrown all those who's
3: thrown all those amazing passes to DeAndre Hopkins? Please do tell. Uh, that would be one
0: Deshaun right? Watson, Watson yeah. who
3: hasn't like played a full season yet. Like yeah, don't but he's DeAndre really Hopkins has balled yeah, with a lot early of bad in his career, quarterbacks. But
0: you're talking about one of the best in the league. I'm not saying Devontae no. Parker's one of the best I can't, in the league. I
3: can't let you do this, Derek. Devontae Parker's best season of his career is fifty six catches for seven hundred and forty four yep. yards. Yep. It's Disappointing. It's disappointing.
0: Okay, I'm saying, but how much do you of that do you put on the quarterback?
3: I'm, some. If you're fourteen, okay. that's six. all I'm
0: saying.
2: You have to put some of that on okay. the. Okay. I like to see last week's game, but he was targeted seven times. Mm. How many catches?
0: How many of them ended up in the dirt? Don't know. But I'm he just has saying zero. Uh,
3: Don't know. All right, we'll get we'll get there. Right. Um,
2: it I shouldn't take a whole segment
3: though, right? Yes. Re- <laughs> <laughs> We're going all in on the Dolphins. All right. I really like Jakeem Grant out of Texas Tech. He's a kick return speedster specialist. If he was, he's Tavon. If he was your fifth or sixth receiver, you'd feel really good about it. But he's like their second or mm. third receiver. It's not great. Um, you keep saying it's not great. It, it's, not. it's not. I'm not like I'm trying to be nice. I, here's the <laughs> one. The one nice thing I'll say for the Dolphins is I wonder how much this is skewed, but by what I assume is an absolutely atrocious defense. I haven't yeah. watched them yet, but I wrote this down. Uh, the Ravens scored touchdowns on their first three possessions of the game, so you're in a 21-0 hole at the start of the second quarter. Patriots were only up 13 nothing at half, but then they scored like three of their first four drives of the second. So again, not saying they're good, but you're one dimensional out of the gate. Like they're averaging 30 rushing yards per game because they, they can't, you but, can't run the ball the when you're losing by 20 coordinator points.
2: Coordinator is saying, you know what? Our offense didn't score their first three possessions of the game. I mean, so we're already down one dimensional because our offense isn't scoring.
3: All I know, we're sitting there in Washington like, okay, the first three possessions haven't been good, but you're only down by seven points. Like, yeah. it matters. Yeah. How's
4: our kicker? Oh. Can they? I don't know. I don't like, know. he hasn't score. had it. Hey, his, his
3: one. We have uh, a caller, right? Is it, it was... Mrs.
2: Hearns? I don't think Is so. Is it?
3: I've never actually. I... I felt devastated last night. I was watching on my laptop, on my couch, taking notes, and in the fourth quarter of this 43 nothing blowout, Hearns gets in the game, and Fitzpatrick's... I'm just like, Alan, no, come on. What was he supposed to do? He's supposed <laughs> to be back here. Because I, I like Alan Hearns, and I feel bad that he's stuck in that mess. Right. He's watching Devin Smith score.
0: Seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Not that he would. I, I don't know that he would be able to do that. But, no, yeah.
3: Is
4: Bryce maybe. still
0: no, he got cut, didn't he? I
3: don't. I thought either. he got
0: cut coming out of camp.
3: All right, here's here here are my notes. I write my notes in my voice, so giving up tons of pressure on the edge. Fitzpatrick interception on third snap of the game. Down fourteen, nothing after two possessions. Lots of throws to the line of scrimmage. Like basically, this is what they do: they throw bubble screens and um, tunnel screens to the receivers to get the ball out of Fitzpatrick's hands as quickly as possible because he doesn't have time. Or <laughs> they play fake and he throws a jump ball to Devontae Parker, which I think has worked twice. Not last. De- Devonte Parker, he's a high point guy. Like yeah. he can, like that's what he can do. He can go up and sky over people. And literally, like if he's getting the ball, it's like thirty-five yards down the field with two guys draped over him. And they're just like, please catch this. Um, Ravens pushing the F out of the pocket. That's what I wrote. Like, he's just got guys in his lap. Oh, wow. And mm. Fitz is making tons of these throws on the run. Like, he's maybe got a second and a half before he's trying to step up and get to the right
0: or the left so do they he can do get on anything the Anything that's half decent. Like, I don't even want it to be good. Like, anything that's just like, hey, this one thing. If you put them in the right situation, they may actually be able to do something with this. They don't give up 60. (laughs) They don't. 43. They do not. Is that the best we can say? (laughs) They don't give up 60 points. That's the defense. We'll deal with them tomorrow. Give me something half-decent about the offense. Uh, Their
3: field goal in Week 1 came from 54 yards. So So the kicker
0: could kick from long distances. That's
3: good. He did on that occasion. I'm biased because I do the draft show. Another guy I feel bad for. I like Mike Gusecki. He's their best tight end. Uh, He's... He's not well-rounded. He's a receiver tight end. He does that type. Of, he's He's got nice hands. Like, you can see, like, the mark of a good receiver. Like, he snatches the ball. Like, when the ball actually gets thrown to him, he mm. does do that. He's had, he's had a couple of nice catches this year. He had a 26-yarder against Baltimore. I uh, had a couple nice ones over the middle against New England. And I read an article that the word "atrocious" was was you know descri- uh, the way to describe his blocking. He's not oh um, <laughs> like
2: in the Patriots game. Apparently it was
3: my so note. Bad. My note know. here was LOL Gusecki way to block, bro. Oh, that's <laughs> like that's <laughs> literally like he's just kind of love tapping defensive ends <laughs> on their way past him. It's not great. He's not if you're not you don't want him to block. Um, which I thought I thought their interior offensive line was honestly better against New England, but then like four different times you see New England's edge rushers come around and push Fitzpatrick up into the pocket to the point where then the defensive tackle is just hugging him. Uh, it's, it's their offensive line is not good. Um, so you're saying Cowboys will just pass? W- will stats they this score? Week. I mean, yeah, they'll probably score. They'll. I mean, uh, to, they'll probably in the prob- first half. I doubt it. I don't
0: think. they I mean, scored 10 points all season, right? And yeah. And they've given up 100-something? 102?
2: Hundred
3: and they'll score. They'll score just because, again, I mean, two. the Cowboys' defense has played kind of soft at the end of these games. The first two weeks, they gave up a, you know, Evan Ingram had a pat-statting touchdown. I just said pat-statting. Yeah. Stat-patting yeah. touchdown at the end of that game. Yeah, like, they'll score, probably, just because you don't see NFL teams get shut out two weeks in a row very often. But, like, it won't be a lot. Okay, so let me ask. And you it guys. won't be. It shouldn't be impressive. You like w- I'm judging this game. LSU played Northwestern State on Saturday, and the LSU fan base was irate that Northwestern State scored 14 first half points. They lost 65 to 14. But like that's right. the standard. And like I'll, I'm sort of judging this game based on that. Like if it's in doubt going into halftime, that you should be disappointed. That's okay, so, not
0: good. So you've watched a lot of NFL football. You grew up. Saints fan, so yes. you've watched some bad football. I've watched a lot of bad football. Um, is this the worst team that you've ever seen NFL team in two games that you've watched over two games? I think
2: it's see There's and a stat for that. You can answer it, but it's, there are well, kind of I stat
3: saw
0: on SVP Sports
3: Center the other night. Um, it's the worst scoring margin. It's tied for the third worst scoring margin in the history of the league, and like one uh-huh. of those. One of those teams was like the Decatur Staleys, the so like
2: Rochester, the
3: freaking you know the Rock Hounds from like Something. 1922. So they're flirting with historic ineptitude. <laughs> but I will say, I th- you know everybody, it's it's like the meme culture where everybody's so quick to pile on. Like yeah. they'll they'll probably figure something out and approach
0: something resembling competence
3: maybe uh, every, but the problem
0: is the problem is they're doing they're doing what I never wanted to see happen in the NFL which is the true it, but tank the like, browns did we it just too just every but the, the browns did they really just like we're giving everybody away it's a fire sale whoever you want come get them like they that's went, what it feels like with the dolphins it and
3: it does it does and they might be. I don't know. I mean, the Browns went 0 16, but that's that's kind of my point is like, even the 0 16 Browns gave a couple teams a game.
0: Right. They know? didn't look like this. And that's my point. I think but that's, looking right. like this, because here's my point with the, the Dolphins I think not only are they giving away or, or they're letting talent go, and they're, they get, they're getting back picks. So that's their strategy, I assume. But at the end of the day, they still look at this. And this is, I don't know. I, I wonder if the locker room is now like, if they don't want to win, then. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? No. You know, sure. and, and so it's almost like you get into these games, and their players are basically things go wrong. They just kind of give up a little mm-hmm. bit. That's what I'm wondering about, and that's where it be, can become a bigger problem this, for the rest of the NFL. That this is just such an easy game for everybody.
3: This is this is a longer conversation than we maybe have time for. But I do, like I'm I'm pro tank in the sense of like I get what they're doing. Like acquire draft picks, make your team better. Look how quickly Cleveland turned their roster around after they decided to do it. At the same time. You can't commit to it on such a level that, like, your locker room just completely loses hope that they'll ever be happy again. Like, if a a 22-year-old first-round pick, Minka Fitzpatrick, is begging off your team after a week, then how are you supposed to get better? Like, he's supposed to be part of the core that you're building for the future, and he's like, nah, dude. So, I don't know. I think you... Trying to be bad to get picks makes sense, but like I don't know if you can commit to it on such a level, especially in a sport that literally risks your life. I don't know if you can commit to it so much that these guys just have no hope whatsoever. But I did, just history leads me to believe that they will... They won't be good, but like they'll kind of sort it out and won't be losing by forty points every week.
0: I hope the test will be: Does every team take them seriously? That'll be yeah. the part that that where they can sneak up on a team one week and just happen to make some magic work that gets them either a win or close to a win, just because teams don't take them serious.
3: Can I read? I'm stealing the, my favorite college football podcast is called The Solid Verbal, and they do this when an offense has a really bad performance. I'm going to read you their drive charts, oh. the results of their drives from the first and second half. Against New England, first half, punt, 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 punt. Second half, interception, punt, punt, pick six, pick six, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, interception. Oh, I got it. they do well. That's how it ended. What? Their punt team doesn't <laughs> allow any blocks. Good. Okay, that's
2: something
0: we can work You're with. you are not blocking that. Yeah, if that's you, something we can so work with.
3: So what I'm watching for, I think I think tackling is big here because th- they try a lot of short stuff. Like Fitzpatrick doesn't have time to do the traditional stuff. So, I mean, like I said, more bubble screens in two games than I'm used to seeing from most NFL teams. Sounds like a college game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like very, you know, baylor yeah. Baylor-type stuff. like Texas does it a lot. Get it to the fast yeah. guys on the edge as quickly yeah. as you can because we're not going to have much of a pocket. So how the linebackers and DBs tackle is probably important. And uh, and I bet you there'll be some effort. I'm going deep moments from Fitzpatrick, like because yeah. that's that's option number two. Like that's really and he can sling
0: it too. I mean he can do yeah. that. He can do that. That's part of his game. Those
3: are the only things that I saw that worked. I'm not going to say consistently because they didn't, but like they're the only things I saw that really I, worked. I would,
2: period. I would say from the defensive line perspective on going up against that offensive line, there are there are going to be some changes this week. I mean, just because it doesn't sound like Antoine Woods will be ready to play. Uh, he might do something today. Garrett said, "Tristan Hill will probably play there." Um, as for Tyrone Crawford, you know, I don't know, but this this hip injury just seems like it's becoming sort of a problem. This might be a game where where you rest him. Yeah, but then again, Robert Quinn comes in, you know, for for that role. So they they're pretty deep there on the defensive line. That I mean, if 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 the guys that aren't playing are Woods and Crawford, and you can replace them with Robert Quinn and Tristan
3: Hill, that's Pretty good. Their only touchdown of the season came against Baltimore when they were down forty-two to three. And basically, Baltimore was like, oh, I mean, I don't want to say that for sure, but you tell me how impressed you are. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, it, you, you know what? No, I keep saying it, it's not my job to take them seriously. No, it's their yeah. job. And these fans,
2: they're fans, not are listening and probably getting frustrated with us because they're like, oh, "This is the NFL," but I'm saying, but that doesn't look like an NFL. No, team. exactly. And that's the they look different. terrible. So Dave's right, like. You know, there's a reason why there's a 21 point spread. I mean, that's that is
3: unheard of. I think I've, there's been 35, 20 plus point spreads in the history of the league. So, the Cowboys in ever been involved in them? I don't know that, but not, not time recently. Not that
2: I can ever remember 21 points. And if they win by 21 points, if they win 28 to 7, there's going to be people going just 28 yeah, No, seriously. Like, Seven?
0: It's almost like those games. You, you mentioned it earlier. It's almost like those college games that all of our teams play where you're playing Timbuktu State, and you're like, we're expecting to put up 50 points, and we only hold them to 10, right? And if you don't, then you're disappointed because you're like, if we can't okay. do that against them, then what are we going to do against no, the for team.
3: yourself. I'm an Arkansas fan. We, we need to win those <laughs> games. So.
0: Just, just get a win? Yeah.
3: If the yeah. Cowboys win this game 35-17, which we all oh. were very happy with against the Giants, yeah. Uh, there's going to be some questions. The, the tone of this show on Monday won't be good. Ah, the Saints will, the Saints will take advantage of them. You can't yeah.
2: do that against the Saints. Yeah.
4: It depends what they're doing on the field. You know, I don't know the score. I don't really judge a game by the end score. I mean, depends what you're doing in there. You know, you talked about Dak. if who was it that was asking if he'll be still be in the second oh. in the yeah, second they half. they asked of me on the, the game radio or something. if he'd be in at halftime. Yeah. you don't know what the Cowboys are going to do and I think this is the perfect Game for this defense to get back to where they need to get back to, Mm -hmm. you know, them regaining that confidence, that power, that that excitement, and all of that. Then making big plays, which Mm -hmm. will play into the following week Mm -hmm. once they have to go up against New Orleans.
0: Yep. Let's take let's take a final break when we come back. uh, We'll talk a little bit more about. This game, uh, maybe take some questions. We'll get some uh, questions. Call us 888-855-2297 is the number. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
3: Your new apartment's big.
0: Such a great deal. Eh,
3: it's okay.
0: Just okay? What's not too... right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's
3: my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not Okay. Get a great deal with America's
1: best network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox boys.
3: Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases?
1: The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot
3: is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True, they even
1: come in seven different sizes up to 64-ounce. The Growler. Mm. I like how OtterBox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at OtterBox.com.
0: Back to the break.
2: Single game tickets are still available, sort of. Cowboys at AT&T Stadium, Sunday, September 22nd. Don't roll your eyes at me. Roll your eyes at me. Uh, Miami Dolphins come to town. We've been talking about it. Get your tickets now at dallascowboys.com.
0: Do that. Do that. Go
2: get check it out. Get your tickets at DallasCowboys.com. You talk Cowboys. so com. bad
4: about the Miami Dolphins. Why should fans come to this Because they're coming game? to see
2: the Cowboys because they're Cowboys fans. Honestly, <laughs> this
3: would on. be, if I was going go to go to a game. This would be free. a yeah, fun one. You know <laughs> I want to go to this, this game.
0: And you want to just be cheering because yeah. you get to cheer all the touchdowns, all the turnovers. Dream Dream like, like Yeah, it's a party. It's a party. Not, Do the wave.
3: I'm trying to not be stressed on my football Sunday. And this should be about as unstressful an NFL game as we've
0: seen. This like this is kind of game that's fun. And and entertaining to bring your kids to because you're not so intent like Cowboys up by seventeen you can yeah we'll go get some popcorn let's go get some popcorn let's go get some cotton candy
3: let's
4: how many fans are going to be there in the fourth quarter?
0: (sighs) That's going to be a tough (laughs)
3: one. I don't know. It really, I mean, it is going to be like a college game. It will. That's uh you know watching the tape on Game Pass, uh, which not nobody's paying me to say this. Like if you can afford it, I highly recommend it. It's so fun to be able to you know watch and see the actual. X's and O side of football, but yep. it, I think it was 42-10 at the end of the first half, and the Dolphins scored on the Ravens right before halftime. And like there were already almost nobody in the stands, and there's like <laughs> fifteen Dolphins fans like celebrating in the end <laughs> yeah. zone. It's like Aww.
0: respect, respect to you guys for still being there. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take some calls. We got a couple calls rolling in here. We first let's take a call from Jordan in Odessa. Jordan, what up?
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? How Love the show. One of my favorite. it's saw that website. Thanks. Dave, you're one of my favorite follows on Twitter. Love Appreciate that. Um, so I had a quick statement and a question for you guys. Uh, first, <clears throat> I've been following the Cowboys for a long time, pretty much my whole life. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a Dallas Cowboys team that has really celebrated with each other. The locker room has been together Uh the best that I've ever seen. Um, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but every, every time they get a good stop or a touchdown or anything, they all come together and celebrate together. And it just shows the type of locker room that we have. And I think that's awesome. And it makes me excited for the rest of the season. Um, now my question is, uh, going into this game, yeah, Xavier Woods is out big loss. Uh, that sucks. Um, I know Darian Thompson is probably going to get the start, but are they going to do kind of a, like a rotation with uh, Donovan Wilson to get him some game reps? Um, how do you guys see that playing out? Is Kayvon Fraser going to get some reps in there as well? Um, I just would like to know your guys' thoughts on on that safety position and uh, where that's going to go going forward.
0: All right, great. Thank you for the call. Let's start yeah. first with the the Wilson Thompson Frazier. I you think it's going to be a rotation.
1: play.
2: I really do, just because of uh, the style of game that it'll probably lead to. Um, if, if it's close, you know, I mean, then you, you'll go with your starters more. But I would have think that this would be a game where it would probably be good for Donovan Wilson to get in there. If he's healthy and ready to go, he has been practicing. So I, I think for Kayvon, I think they all kind of get in there.
3: Yeah, I I lean toward, like he said, I lean toward the Thompson initially at least getting the majority of it maybe they'll mix guys in. we've seen them do that and Kayvon will come in for a series or so and and honestly depending on how long Woods is out you probably want him to be out there just to get that feel for it um I hope I hope Donovan Wilson gets to play a lot in the second half because it means it's not a dramatic game and Again, you don't see opportunities like this. You see it in college all the time. You don't see this in the NFL where mm-hmm. you can throw a rookie out there in a not-very-high-stakes situation and let him get a feel for it. Um, so that's certainly my hope. We'll see. You know, it sucks. They, they don't like to tell us exactly how they're going to do it, so we'll have to wait and see. But that's my guess.
0: Speaking about the locker room, Amber, what are your thoughts there on this team being a – uh, his, or his thoughts that this is a uh, that that part of the strength of the Cowboys is in the fact they have a strong locker room and a team <clears throat> a team that seems to be very much together.
4: I mean, I absolutely agree. From the time I've been working here, this has been the best locker room that I've seen so far. The energy is great. Everyone gets along. The only one person was Taco, a little bit that was a loner, you know, type of stuff, but other than now he's gone. Now everybody we else. Think. we think we think. Yeah, we think. Yeah. But aside from that, that that's the beauty of this thing. How much support you, you get from each other. You know, you, you really, truly see players supporting each other. One of my best things that I loved seeing is, you know, DeMarcus Lawrence. Even last year, him bringing Dorrance Armstrong, taking him under his wing, making him a part of things, pushing him. Sean Lee with Leighton Van kind of taking up his role, still helping him out, even though... He's kind of taking his job away from him. But there is not animosity there. There's love and care and support. Everyone just, it's headed towards the same goal as a unit. So that's really, really good to see. All
0: right, let's take another call. Actually, before we get to that call, let's take a, a quick one from Twitter. Nacho sends this question. He says, how many snaps do you expect Quinn <laughs> to have and on what side predominantly? What do you guys expect to see from him this weekend? Got taco and Nacho on yeah. the same show. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, that was a Nick comment. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, he's going to play right end. That's what he does. He hasn't played anywhere else since he got here. And I would guess it, it, it's hard to – I mean, let's – okay, let's say they play 65 snaps of defense. I would guess he plays a little bit less than half of that, like somewhere between 25 and yeah. 30 plays. A couple things to, to monitor
2: is not only the injury to Tyrone Crawford with his hip. Is this just a normal Wednesday rest day for him? Or is this something more serious? That's what we got to figure out. And then also the hand injury for for Robert Quinn that he had, I I still think he would be able to play, but it might be something where it's going to be wrapped up still pretty good. So just a couple of things.
4: What are y'all's expectations for him? Because even prior to the hand injury at training camp, from what I remember, he wasn't playing well, at least not to what – we thought, you know, uh, given the fact that he is a veteran with experience. We will say the same thing here,
2: I think. Tyron, they, Smith. Tyron Smith. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: like Tyron. they don't, don't have that, a Tyron, that is Tyron
0: Smith. I don't remember him. Like I don't. Remember I don't think him he was bad. bad. Yeah, I don't think he, he was,
4: was, was. I mean, he was in tackle. He was just the he wasn't but...
0: beating Tyron. I mean, that's what we were seeing. He, he wasn't was beating Tyron. And and guess what? A lot of guys aren't going to beat Tyron. We are not going to face Tyron every week
3: either. What was the last day he practiced? Like August fifth. Like yeah. I mean, he
0: bare, he. It didn't feel like he had a very long
3: camp. It's been a long
4: time. I've already said on the field.
0: I personally think he'll be the second leading sack guy on the. This team this year, so we'll see if that plays out that way. But that's what I expect from him. Well, it doesn't look that hard to do right now. That's my point. Um, I mean, we we went into the season saying Malik's going to be a beast this year. Malik's made a couple plays, but Malik's not getting sacks so far. And, and my only guy that's really getting sacks is Tank. My. Tank Tank has one. Tyron, Tyron has, has one.
3: one. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I will say this: Tank, has, a half a
0: Tank has been probably the guy that's gotten more pressure and been more disruptive yeah, than no. anybody else by far.
3: I'm not trying to yeah. talk trash. I think Tank has been really good. Yeah, uh, we just haven't seen him get to the quarterback. Anybody really so
0: far? Watch them explode this week with ten.
3: My expectation for <laughs> Quinn right now is to be on the field and be active. Like after being gone for a month and being suspended. I, don't, he, I mean, I don't need him to set the sack record right now, but get out there, look right. solid and active. But I, if, if they can't generate some pressure in this game, then, it, like I said, like if, if they don't look really pretty were. good in yeah. this game, then it, I'm concerned. Like, they should a, finish with sacks, plural, in this game. Here's a fun stat that I
2: bet you it's never happened for the Cowboys before. The only guy on the team that has a full sack does not have a tackle. I bet you hmm. that, I bet you don't find that around the league
0: not a single tackling too because
2: there's tyrone's the only guy that has a sack I didn't realize so tanks is a half half share it with Hootie Layton, Sherriss, yeah, with late, Layton, Layton yeah. kind of got there yeah that's the same time um Crawford doesn't have a tackle it's just a little surprising just because he's in the game because he you know helps with the run support and all that but hasn't had
0: one yet Interesting. We appreciate you joining us. We're back tomorrow. We'll be at our normal time. Uh, we'll get into the and the Miami Dolphins' defense. Maybe they're a little bit better. Who knows? We'll talk about that tomorrow. For Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!